Kelsey. Welcome to the Vulgar Auteurs, where we explore the filmographies of genre filmmakers. We are at the start of a new series about the films of Denis Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Uh, and yes. this week we are talking about his first two features, August 32nd. On Earth. On Earth, which of course it's on Earth. Duh. Uh, and Maelstrom. Maelstrom, yeah. From 2000. I, yeah, so what, 98 and 2000 respectively? Yeah. I'm yeah. Jason. I'm Matt Ben. I'm Terry. I'm tired. <laughs> well, right off the bat, maybe we should say we lied, listeners. We lied. Because in it's our Equalizer. Yeah. Yes, in our Equalizer 3 episode, we said that we had started with Polytechnique until we found out very soon afterwards that, that he had two other features before. Which he has kind of disowned. Which he kind of yeah. has disowned because, okay. There so a couple that, interns so that, that really <clears throat> Turns out these fired. movies suck. Had to let them go. They're not, see, that's the thing. Is, it is funny. Judgment. It is funny. And I don't know if it's exactly true. This was just pulled off of IMDb. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I couldn't, I could barely find any, I, like I didn't find any interviews that, that where Denny is actually talking about this movie. It's all speculation. But there is a quote in the trivia section of IMDb where of, I think for Maelstrom in particular, that so August 32nd and Maelstrom respect, respectively, 98 and 2000. And then he doesn't come out with Polytechnique until 2009. So the, the quote, I don't know where it comes from, but IMDb seemed to have it, was that Danny Villeneuve, Wanted to, wanted to take a break because he wasn't very proud of his first two films. So he wanted to take a break for one to, you know, um, so, like spend more time with his kids and his wife mm-hmm. um, and Boo. then come back Paco, with please. <laughs> <laughs> and then coming back with a movie he could be proud of, which we'll we'll get to it. But Polytechnique is pretty fucking great. And so, so, you know, better than Maelstrom in August 32nd. I have a question. What do we have any idea what he was doing in those nine years to like no. get by? Was Ra- he like a stay at home dad? Dude, I even tried looking up his bio stuff. He was just hanging out. Is apparently, his wife like a like high paid doctor some, or something? Yeah. I don't know. I guess it huh. m- must be like. Well, good for him. Well, also, yeah, maybe also it's it Canada. Quiet. They'll they'll give you some. They'll give you the dole, bro. Yeah, yeah. and like good for him on breaking. Uh, gender roles. Speaking of gender roles, uh, <laughs> August 32nd on Earth. Could be on Mars because we don't have 32nd of August here on Earth. But it says in the movie title it's on Earth. I know. that It has to, though. And but it doesn't have the Mandy it. thing where it's, it's uh, spoilers for Mandy, but uh, it's not on Earth. So who who is to me? <laughs> Wait. Fuck me it <laughs> no, it's not. This movie, August 32nd. No, no, no Mandy. Mandy. Oh. Mandy doesn't take place on Earth. What? The, no, it, the last it, shot of it, yeah. where there's like yeah. all those moons. Oh. Yeah, because that's kind of oh, the, that's why the it's so weird, weird twist is Mandy. like, well, wow, like that that's either. why everything looks kind of fucking crazy. People are acting crazy because we've assumed that this is Earth, but it's. I thought it was no. Apocalypse. Like, Apocalypse happened in like the 80s. I just, no. I wasn't thinking about it too hard. I thought it was just avant garde film. But yeah. no, but right. it's like they're aliens. But, but oh, Evan, speaking of aliens, true. Evan, who is Denis? Okay, Denis Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Um, Denis Villeneuve. And why is he your choice? So he is my choice because technically he was Pago's choice and him and I had same brain that like, of course, Denny would be a great option. But then Paco was like, I don't know if I want to do Denny. And I hopped on the opportunity. Yeah, I was Paco like, screw this mind every two weeks. Yeah, mm-hmm. it happens. And so I decided, well, if Paco is saying he won't do it next, I was going to do someone else next. But I was really looking forward to Denny. 
And Dune 2 was going to come out. And Dune 2 yeah. was actually going to come out in like November. Till it was. So, but now it's March, which it might be a little stretch. We'll it, probably be done with this series before that movie comes out. Who knows? He's who knows? got a bunch of movies and the holidays are We have a good out. track record of uh, being on it's time true. with our well, pods. So. And it maybe is November, by the time certain things are released, it'll even out. Who knows? Production process being what they are. That's yeah. true. Well, I also chose him because, for one, he's kind of like another Nolan for me. He's one of those contemporary yeah. filmmakers that is... I think one of those directors that kind of is a game changer for a lot of mainstream film. I feel like a lot of techniques and stuff that he did kind of informed a lot of other filmmakers up and coming. And like mm-hmm. one of those first direct those like directors that he'll be given again a mainstream project and he'll just make it fucking great and good. And it will get awards. It will get noticed. It will actually get good box office success. Because I guess, you know, I don't know. He's just I enjoy that about him the most is that he's at least one of those that I feel like not many people don't know who Denny Villeneuve is. They're like, oh yeah, the Dune guy. At least the Dune guy. If not, I like think since both, the they love of Arrival Dune, or Blade mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, Sicario too. I think that's was gonna be something interesting to explore though. Is like Dune. I feel like people knew more about him, like a wide audience, when really. He's been like kind of killing it since like the early 2000, 2010s, like since 2009, since Polytechnique, the movies uh, after that. Have no, but been I mean, like pretty, Prisoners was like, I, I remember good. I remember being a huge Prisoners fan and yeah. like Blade Runner 2049 was like a big deal. But I feel like Dune made him like everyone knew about Danny. Denis Villeneuve. Like it's that's Denis interesting. Well, I mean. Doing doing Dune and Dennis Blade Runner, if, if you weren't on the map, those two movies put you on the map. Yeah, very mm-hmm. true. I mean, ironically, because both of them were kind of disappointments, uh, Blade Runner, particularly financially, was a big bomb. Um, yeah, that's true. You can be the bomb without being, you know, but you could also be a bomb. A bomb. You could be the bomb, but yeah. you can but, be also I a mean, bomb. Yeah. The original for Blade the Runner. studio. The, the original Blade, Blade Runner. Runner was also a bomb. It doesn't mean it's a bad movie. Right. Yeah. It just means yeah. it takes more time for an audience to find it. Which actually Which makes sense. Job. That is true. Um, well, another reason why I like Denny's stuff, because I feel like he, even if sometimes he goes a little um, off the walls or more like uh, he has unconventional ways of telling human stories. Hmm. Um, and like you mean like with Talking Fish? Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but also Enemy is a good example of that. And that was like before I saw Maelstrom, which is a weird, like a, a great, another great example of that Enemy is another one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but he loves his like, because we're doing genre filmmakers. So what's his genre? Psychological dramas, thrillers, and then to sci-fi. And then later he kind of, you know, incorporates like the human story in with the sci-fi element, like I he's, mean, he's not afraid like to like, like all a, of his Hollywood films have been either thrillers or sci-fi. Yeah, but I feel so like I, I feel like there's like argument. a speculative yeah. humanism like we're seeing here. Yeah, speculative humanism. I like that. I don't, I don't know what that means. So, well, speculative is just kind of taking the place in like modern parlance for fantastical elements that don't always necessarily correspond to fantasy or science fiction. So, like magical realism? Not necessarily, but yes, it could be. Okay. Like it, it's a placeholder because not everything fits neatly into a genre, but is clearly. Yeah genre oriented does that make sense yes okay exactly i feel like that's it's like well not a whole lot of genre filmmakers 
these. I don't know. No, never mind. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip that. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Save it for the wrap up. Yeah. All right. Um, but I also one last thing why I wanted to bring up Denny is because I just want to um <clears throat> get to show and uh and talk at Paco about how good Hugh Jackman is of a, as an actor. Fuck yeah. Better than he thinks he is. Oh yeah. Hugh Jackman in Prisoners. Um, yeah. The main role. Prisoners. I haven't seen. It's also Return. Oh, I'm coming into this like the least seasoned Denis watcher. So what Ooh. Denis movies have you seen? Dune, Arrival, and these two. Oh man. Oh wow. damn. You have dog. some good shit. Wait, like, you said you've seen Incendies, right? And oh, Polytechnique. Fuck. Yeah. I keep. I is coming up. Oh, okay. I keep forgetting he did Incendies. God, yeah. Evan, you have you seen that? No, it's, it's well, well, let me tell good. you. That's I, a bummer. I would say it's the most. Yes. Uh, His next two movies. Park Chan Wook movie. His uh, uh yeah, similar adjacent Incendies you know, definitely is adjacent to some parts. His that's next yeah. three movies are all gonna be That's true, they're downers. massive bummers. <laughs> Puppy I mean, Technique, Incendies, and Prisoners. I mean Incendies has some comedy. There's okay, some but let's head. let's be um, real here. Not not to like skip ahead too much, but like both of these movies are bummers. They that's true. That's not true. That's true. I think well August thirty second is a comedy, but it has its bummer elements, especially at the end. But <sighs> it it's I think he I think, shoehorned in some bummer like I think it's it. supposed to be comical, but I don't know if I would call it a comedy. But I'll save that for later. Yeah, yeah because no, it's not fucking better. funny. And well, it's I, not dramatic. I There's feel that way for reasons different performances. Than so we're gonna start yeah, sure. with August thirty second on Earth. Yeah. And so yeah, this, do you wanna kinda set the table? Yeah. So essentially this movie is just in a little summary. Just kind of gets all the, the bigger points out and uh, the smaller stuff. We'll get into that later. But is in the aftermath of a car accident, photo model Simone, played by Pascale Bussieros, decides. Pascale Bussieros. Bussieros. Uh, decides that conceiving <laughs> a baby with her best friend Philippe, played by Alexis Martin. Alexis the, Martin. Alexis Martin is the only way to give her vacant life meaning. So Philippe, who is already in a relationship with somebody named Juliet, who's not a huge fan of Simone, reluctantly agrees. I don't know if he was reluctant. He kind to, of was like, I know. let's go to Utah. <laughs> exactly. With the provision that they do it in the desert. Yeah. And then they both decide, I guess the closest desert is Utah. So. Um, yeah. yeah. And that's From, the movie. So it's, a, it's supposed to be kind of a rom-com, like, silly. I don't know. It kind of has the vibes of, like. It's is it a, silly? It's, yeah, dude. The way, dude. The way that Philippe's character is—he's supposed to be like the kind of like. Ula, 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 ula. Well, that's like, not that's how I read it at all. I feel I like that's where as... the tone is kind of weird. It's. I think as soon as they get to the desert, that's when it's like the movie just goes. Okay, we're just kind of kind of like streamline in one note and one boring long. But see, not very funny. I don't know. Okay, so like the whip pan stuff is kind of funny. The I this the whole concept no, I, that they come together is supposed to be comedic. I, I think and like she gives him a kiss at the airport once and he looks at the camera of like a what? Yeah. Yeah. See like that's what I mean. I, I think the elements. concept is juxtaposed in a way that would suggest humor, but to me, a movie about an empty that's character. Bad. The main character is like empty, like her life has no meaning. Like yeah. she needs like she almost dies and the way she attempts to fill this meaning is by like reproducing it's this but like, that's what creates meaning for me is like her as a real character is well, like no, oh she was scared to death and i think she saw like a dead yeah it's like rabbit that rabbits impulse re reproduce and so she's trying to find meaning and that's where like she becomes an interesting character to me is like she's but like why but she's vapid yeah yeah she, no exactly that's the thing i think her quest for meaning is limited by 
her like vapidity or or whatever like vapidness. I don't know how to. Sure. I'm not sure which word you use there. I like vapidity. <laughs> that sounds sh- shallow. Vapidity. 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 Yeah, I'm sure. There, I'm sure there's a great French word for it. But regardless, like yeah, her her Sorry quest for meaning is so shallow. Like, and I and I think it's like it's like the Canadian French. Well, and it's I think it's like a little. It's slightly regressive to say that like oh a perfume model must have a fucking empty head. It's like no, I think there's more to her than that. But there is this kind of perception that like oh models like they just like they they live this glamorous lifestyle, but it's really empty. And and it's not until she almost dies. But then like there's she's so aloof. or when she sees a dead body, which it's I think is but a but big to, part of to me I think what know. we're seeing yeah, is that, that she she died in the car crash. And her life doesn't really have any, like, actual, like, anything that grounded her is now gone. Like, she's essentially, like, dead. And seeing the body is a reminder of that, like, symbolic death. And it can't be replaced with a new life. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I misunderstood I the agree, Terry. Did the dude die? No, he was in no, a coma. No, he's in a coma. Yeah. And they okay. don't know no, but there's, a, there's a dead out. body in the desert. Yeah. When, oh when, yeah, 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 that dead body, that's the like, like really fucked up one, yeah. well, where yeah. they were handcuffed and there was like a fucking uh, thing of gasoline. Yeah, obviously yeah. a mob hit. Or it was something. an execution, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's that's Only where maybe sh- she sees it and is kind of brought back to earth of her mortality, right? Of like, oh, yeah, ooh, well, yeah. it's also about like death and rebirth, which I think is a, goes straight into Maelstrom too. Is like the whole concept of death and rebirth. But but if if her mm. rebirth is recognizing that the man who uh like obviously loved you but you paid no attention to for the last three years is now like it's like it's like he wanted you and found happiness and then the instant that you can't have him anymore you, you selfishly life. you selfishly want to interpose yourself yeah exactly in his life and then when he's totally gone your solution is to rape him while he's in a coma but you're also taking the fact that he has his own autonomy that like he has his own like he's in love with her that maybe he but still is kind of gra- grappling with even he though he's oh no absolutely i'm yeah. not saying and, like, like he's still responsible for his own actions n- yeah separate from the coma no, no, he, although he's, he's absolutely like, responsible but i think he also has the moral compass near the end of the movie where he's yeah. just like he writes her that letter well, it kind of demonstrates things, but yeah. I feel like he still is kind of prodding. No, no, and I'm, going, I'm, I'm well, not saying... I don't know if I'm necessarily devoted to Juliet. I know that I'm in love with Simone. He's but absolutely no, grappling between I, whether he's, he's like he's this very person I've known torn. for years as opposed to this person I've been with for about a couple but months. I don't, I don't, but I don't. And it's like the, he's the grappling that, with whether which one's more of a morality tale to him. To the not. thing that makes it so frustrating for me as someone who has no patience for cheaters Mm -hmm. is the fact that he is just like i am going to step out on my girlfriend and go to another country to fuck my friend yeah and And lie to her about it it, it's just such a dick move well it's just like how i read it no no that's not how juliet no hey we know but this is gonna get away with no but this is what what i'm saying yeah he's a fucking scumbag yeah that's kind of so, so what we see okay he does have his own agency of course yes but 
he is not in love with Simone. He's in love with the idea of Simone. Yeah. She's a model. Uh, She's a, like a figment of his imagination. I also think, and the real Simone is too ethereal. I don't too, think that's no, true. She, he has like a picture of her on his wall. No, no, of, no, no. But it's, they've it's, been it's friends different, for, different, for like, years. Like for, six years. For, like five and or six even years. Even like his roommate was just like, no, she fucked you up. That, like, no, but I, I, had to, I think the reason that he's conflicted is because he knows that like Julia is good for him and she's bad for him. When he talks to his friend, he goes up to his friend and he says, hey, what if hypothetically this thing happened to someone I know? This, this guy's like, I thought Simone was in Italy. He knows exactly what he's talking exactly. about. So yeah. clearly, clearly. Simone has fucked with his head yes. hard. But I also think that. But Philippe, that doesn't mean that he's making an ethical choice. His friend even tells him, you are making the wrong choice. No, no, he's definitely making the wrong choice. But I'm yeah. saying that. Like, but it's motive for him to do what he does. But but also when when he uh, when he writes the letter. He, there's like this weird confusion between like intimacy and sex where like yeah. they already have this really intimate friendship and like what it is missing is this physical element. But what what he craves is not the intimacy, it's the physicality. So when he says in the note, I would be like devoted to giving you like your pleasure. It has nothing to do with like a long-term relationship. It's like, I would like to satisfy you sexually. Well, he but does it's say not about procreating. It's like creating wrong. a baby. Yeah. Well, in the beginning of the movie though, he says, like, I, know, I but will like, make love to you. And she said, don't say make love. But no, I also, no, I know, like, but that's what I'm saying. There's, there's a, there's a confusion between sex and intimacy here. And I feel but, like he wants to do, he does love her and wants no, to No, but also love. Paco, we're talking about French people. That's not wrong in French. Well, no, we're talking Canadian about French. Canadians. They're basically French. French. No, they're fucking British people with French accents. Okay. So British people have, have fucking, uh, paramours as well. Yes, but I'm saying, as far as it's established, this is something that has not been discussed with his no, no, girlfriend. No, no, I, I know, I and, know, I know. Of Get off your moral high horse, though. Like, I think no, like, like, this is a movie that is exploring it's, it's morality. You guys, it doesn't just have to be. The way I'm not saying everyone has to or be bad. Terry, an anti-hero or a protagonist. I am saying it makes me far less likely to like this well, person. No, it's a movie about two dirtbags. No, but yeah, I, I, not, I, we're not supposed to really I like read it totally Hang on. differently. They're not dirtbags. Dirtbags are cool. These no, no. people are losers. No, but no I'm, I'm sorry. Dirtbags are also Jason. losers. No, dirtbags are cool I would like to know. losers. You guys, you, the these guys baton. are boring I have the talking losers. baton. Okay, talk baton. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I gave this him the pen. The now, now we're just arguing. The so floor pen. Yeah, no, but like right. one of my favorite scenes of the movie was the long take where they're walking through the alley and she's going like, do you remember when we were like, yeah, if we one. turned 30... Uh, we'd have a kid together, and he's like, "That's in like four years." Or that, well, like, that's in three years for like, her. He's for already her. thirty. No, but like he was like trying to kind of talk her out of it, and she was kind of going. I feel like, th no question, like she's struggling with something nuts where she was realizing in a single moment that what what the hell have I done with my life? And yeah. maybe this person who's been my friend, maybe like he, she even like lays down these ground rules that are just like. We're going to like fuck and then I'm hoping to have your child, but I don't, you don't, there's no you expectation you that you have to but, hang but around. But again, this is but, a confusion between sex and intimacy. No, but here's the other thing is that I feel like he makes this decision and he makes it in specific waves where he's like, yeah, sure. Like I just have to go home. And yeah. then he wants to talk to his friend and then he's confronted with like Juliet randomly having a shower or a bath in his apartment. But yeah. I feel like he said, well, we have to go to a desert as a way of just like, I no, he didn't pick a desert for any special reason. He picked it because he was like, "It's insane," and here's an insane proposition. No, but yeah, I feel like I the whole joking. time, I don't she think it he it was, was a deflection. Yeah, but I think that there was no way that he was going to like 
go through with this. It seemed like he was kind of um, Keep well, trying he, to push it. He, he was, was like, like he, stalling where he was no, just yeah, like, OK, was, sure. Let, then let's go to this Utah, like as if we're going to go he, to Utah. He was like he was like go to following Utah. her lead. She's she's like she kind of doesn't fit the mold, but she is a bit of the Manny, manic pixie dream girl. But like even yeah, when we go bit, yeah. to the desert where they're ditched by the cab, which is a whole other part the of the movie that I thought was interesting. Place as well. But it's just like, OK, so let's bang directly Wolf below night. the sun and it's just like you I mean I think the desert is a metaphor for the emptiness in their lives but 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 but, but and it's also being isolated where it's just like we're too. outside of our country we're there's a language barrier we're literally in the middle of butt fucking well not butt fucking nowhere but uh yeah it it like it's to procreate it's to literally to do that but he is not as into her physically if it isn't in the way of like making love, which she corrects him on that. I think that he's grappling with the idea that it's not procreating that he's struggling with. That's like her short term, long term solution yeah. for what she's feeling. And she's willing to destroy a friendship yeah. to, well, to be, get because, her needs met. And yeah, I thought that was an interesting like, dynamic. Emptiness requires. Rapid. Like someone else, like alongside her, but it, like, yeah, I don't get the impression that, like, he's available and is willing to follow her whimsy. But he's not available. Well, no, no, no. I mean, available is like he'll just listen. He'll she says he'll yeah. fuck up and go. I don't along. think she. He's no, no, but he's clearly not available as like, much as he wants to actually seal the deal with what he thought with his feelings were. Yeah, for but yeah, but I don't like. He but wants I don't to think like put a pin on that. Yeah, exactly. It's like a closure thing, but I don't think that like. Like she's totally empty and she just grabs him because he's there. And because like when she calls him, he'll fucking respond. Like, yeah, I, I guess like I'm trying to be careful here to be objective. But I have been in a situation where where I have been uh like in a position where I've had like an unrequited like fling like kind of thing for someone and they don't reciprocate that. And mm-hmm. so that's why I think that it's like very easy to even if you're not aware to manipulate people into yeah. those like situations sure. now, now he has his own agency of course he's also a dirtbag but i think that what we're seeing here is very much like she's the main character she's kind of driving the narrative and and when she kind of peters out he follows her lead like there's this most of the movie he's like awkwardly being like i don't really know what to say to you like yeah, he's exactly. tongue-tied around her she's a fucking model she's beautiful she's She's glamorous. She's worldly, and he's just some fucking asshole who can't. He's decide. a fucking doctor. Yeah, no, no, but no he's, he's not he's a doctor. Incredible. Well, he's no, a med he's, student, dude. He's no. been in school for six years. He's, he's been like in school for six years. Deciding, should I? He studied. Do I still want to continue with medicine or not? No, well, but he studied, studied all sorts of everything. Things. That's yeah. the thing. So this, he's this, worldly and intelligent enough. No, but he is worldly and intelligent, but he's like a seeker. He hasn't found his like home, and yeah. it's. I get the impression that that like corresponds with like his unrequited love. Like he can't. What he wants is to like live this like fancy life with her. He's always trying to like impress her, but mm. he can't. And so he keeps like he keeps drifting because it's never exactly like the right fit. And so even now he's like, well, I don't really want to be a doctor. So like yeah. we get the impression that like, yes, he's clearly smart, but emotionally he's stunted. Yeah, for sure. That 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 makes sense. Yeah. And, and kind of like like we were saying earlier, it's like he is I, I would agree with the thing he's like, he's kind of just looking for like that closure bit yeah. with Simone. Cause he's already tried to move on with somebody else, even though he has been like in love with her for many, many years. And he's like, well, that's not happening. So, uh, but this might be my chance to kind of uh, at least get that other, that next step level element with no consequences to him at all. 
and then he can go back to his life with Juliet. So, but then the movie is about him grappling with: Does he want to stay with Juliet, or is he actually in love with Simone? It doesn't feel weird. I don't think it's really about having, that. I don't think it grapples with the ethics either of like cheating or not cheating. Yeah, I don't think. I feel the, like I don't it's think discarded. I think well, he, he made the decision. Would, I'm projecting. And, yeah, like when they traveled. The movie doesn't actually talk. Regardless about of true. what happened when they traveled to Utah, he lied to his girlfriend, and that's kind yeah. of discarded from that point on. Well, and not only that, but yeah. but, but we're never seen who like the movie ends in such a way where it's very ambiguous about where he was going to end up, which is why I think again, it's yeah. not really about the ethical thing. It's about this like push and pull. I also love the idea that he thinks that this is going to be like totally uh, victimless and blameless yeah. because yeah. in a, in nine months, if it does end up working yeah. and he's still with Juliet, <sighs> And there's a little kid that looks like him, yeah. like smoking cigarettes <laughs> <laughs> at the airport. Well, I mean, cigarettes. I get the impression that what? like Julia and, and Simone win. are not hanging out, but the idea that yeah, he wouldn't really have an attachment Juliet to like her, her child, yeah, exactly, and that she would just be like, "I just need your semen." It's like clearly that's not. The I also case. have to say, as if it's going to happen in one pump, where it's like, "Okay, cool, they go to the desert." True. Cool, it's gonna happen. Hey, well, that's a guarantee. Was, she was saying that you know I'll be ovulating in a couple, a couple of days times, if we go at the right time well, yeah, because he does mention that he's like, how okay, do you know if it's actually gonna work? As, as we've seen though, time, when bro. she when she makes plans, they fucking fall apart though. Yeah, yeah. just give me a microwave yeah. and a turkey base. She's kind of like on her own. That's what I mean. <laughs> she, she's like totally removed from the world, and the people that have to live in the world deal with the consequences of her action. Yeah, but that's also her white privilege of being a model who doesn't realize. Oh, she has her first clutch of death and what it what her life is and she's gonna willingly perhaps destroy her friendship relationship with her friend i don't know that's strictly like the relationship i think it's just like in her position like yeah it's more like being pretty privileged yeah exactly she's like a model yeah i I think it doesn't have to do with being white i think it's closer to like a class analysis than it is like a a race thing a race thing because I don't think let's make this I don't racist, think Denis is make it. I think you can. I think you could read it that way. I just don't think that's what Denis was interested. Yeah. In. Oh, of course. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. This was the thing. These were the things I was thinking about sure. during the course of this movie. Well, and, <laughs> that's fair. And as like a as like a French model or well, a French Canadian model. Yeah, I think that definitely fits. Yeah. Would you guys say it's a cop out that they put um, fucking Philippe in a coma instead of just? Denny solving the issue at the end no, of like which way is really he gonna go? Think the issue needs to be solved. Like I, I think if the point were to solve the issue, then then it wouldn't have ended that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's supposed to be ambiguous. Mm. Yeah, I think so. It's, it's the right. It's kind of the only way to really go about this ending. Is I think to so. I mean, have it. The thing is, with like at who least, knows what's gonna happen. At least in a movie where there are shots of like the desert and the sun for five minutes at a time. Yes, the movie was going to end in an ambiguous way. This but is like Ott's fucking indie to a T. It yeah, did it have it one really cool shot, which is when they get to the desert and it looks like a cock. Yeah, uh, that, that, yeah, that little like uh, the end of the runway yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, all the desert stuff was like, beautiful. Yeah, like, was. I loved all that photography. Well, it, I also loved the Japanese hotel room stuff was yeah. really interesting. I mean, That's I also like, think the funny thing about the desert is they're like, let's go to the desert, and they're picturing like dunes, but it's like exactly. the American yeah, it's desert. Just like, can you is leave like, for an hour? The, but it's just dry, <laughs> hard dirt. Well, no, it's not even dirt. It's like salt. Oh, it's salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Utah. It's Utah. It's welcome to Earth, Emmerich. Yeah, yeah, Last But that's what I'm saying. It's like with their picturing are like uh like you know the deserts like on the you know the orient but yeah, guess exactly. what like north american deserts unless you go really far like south Florence, oregon maybe 
or Dude. or like closer to the border or like yeah. that kind of thing yeah like in fucking utah it's just a salt flat yeah, yeah. and they didn't really recognize well that it. was kind of the funny thing because <laughs> they're, they're also like, like let's walk over here and fuck and it's like you know i'm no. half mile away you can still and see you the can cabin still see exactly yeah. the guy would still be able to see this gyrating yeah. weird creepy you yeah know, tom york and paul rudd looking people um yeah, that was funny. She the whole like taxi cab stuff was kind of a funny American thing. He was, was the like, only good character. He was like, he was reading like a book on extraterrestrials and yeah. just yeah. fucked them up. And I think it's a really funny just, stereotype it, of Americans. Yeah, and yeah, the, exactly. the hustler. I thought he was, was the so only character I liked. I was like, fuck him though. No, he was such fuck an those asshole. Stupid French people. That's some shit. <laughs> That's some shit. The fact that he took advantage of people who didn't. This is the least surprising argument I've ever seen. I'm so. I'm not surprised you both ended up on this side. Yeah. I was like, these people are the most unlikable people I've ever seen. And then the one person who treats them as unlikable is the caddy. And so I was immediately on his side. I was like, yeah, these people are annoying as fuck. Fuck them. Oh, come Take on. She had money. a free Tibet tattoo. That's not annoying. Yeah. I kind of like this movie though. Okay. Honestly, I know, uh, compared I know. to like some of our other earlier I, kind of directors. This is like, like top five movies I've hated the most. I, I think it, it feels like a student film or it feels like someone's yeah. first, it suffers from the first film mentality, it but does. I feel in its stretch, like there are a lot of quiet moments and a lot of things that are just like, I was thinking of like Generation X, like reality bites. I think you had mentioned Jarmusch's. Um, it's like a really bad version of Down by Law. Yeah, Down by Law. Where um, it's just like I think he's or no Stranger or than Stranger Paradise. than Paradise. Yeah, he's like trying to capture kind of life in this like mid nineties, late nineties dynamic. Let's say pre nine eleven, just to be buzzwordy. But but it's, it's Canada. Like, it it's like. He saw what Zach Braff was going to do with Garden State, and he did it five <laughs> well, years it, before, and it's just as annoying. Think, there are I think parts you're being slightly reductive. Like my my I biggest don't think so. my biggest annoying uh, indie. Yes, Zach Braff. Not so sure. But uh, have you seen Garden State? Yes, I have. Yeah, that's New Jersey. No, right? it, it's annoying. But like, it's annoying. Like all indie <laughs> movies are. That's the only comparison you can make. No, I think the the point of this movie is different than than like Garden. But, State. but I also it's about stupid vapid 20 something no, garden state like, is a coming of age movie this is not that at all this is movies not about a coming, coming of age movie. or lack of coming i um, think it is a coming of age movie because she's like trying to find her place in life i, but I don't she doesn't I don't find think, it she yeah, ends the movie she by, a baby. by molesting a, a guy in a, a coma yeah because at least the ending doesn't totally suck ass but it's just as annoying as Garden State. You're I think so the, the problem that I have with this movie, and <laughs> dude, while, that long scene where they're just the movie, no, just, it has this just scene cut their bikes. So yeah, and here's okay. <laughs> that long <laughs> scene where they're walking through the alley the is like the, this song will change your life. That's of not, shots. No, Cross talk. You, you guys, you guys. Here's here's was my big thing about this movie is like, especially going into Denis Villeneuve's like. Works. He oh, like he good. also like, worked this movie, Fuqua. and like they're a big part of. I think what I take away from this movie is it feels like a like heterosexual fantasy of like this girl experiences like a near death experience, then comes to you or me or yeah. any kind of man uh, who maybe you've had unrequited kind of feelings for, and she's like, "Let's fuck." Like I want you to put a baby in me, and and then oh maybe you have to go to a desert, and it's all in the 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 course of like maybe lying to your current girlfriend it's this like heterosexual fantasy that i think is like it makes sense for a 
like filmmaker like Denise like first movie because it feels like something you'd see from like Ben Stiller or something like that that like Richard Linklater from maybe like like a 90s era it feels like a 90s movie in a certain way where it's like it a heterosexual fantasy film. of like oh imagine yeah. what if from like your best friend who's also a girl a hot model girl also had this experience and now all she wants from you is just for you to come into her. Yeah. Like it feels like a weird, I feel like, not I feel like that's too focused on Felipe or Philip. Like, where but it, it feels be, mm-hmm. more like, I, I think the film is much more centered on like Simone where it's like, here's a empty, uh, like model who has like this glamorous lifestyle, but it doesn't actually amount to anything. And given not to jump ahead, but like Denise does have this in, interest in like female protagonists. And I think it's, I think there's like a, I think this is more. So there's yeah, more yeah. feminist I don't think it is critique. A male fantasy sort of thing. I don't think it is because. Oh no, yeah, I don't read it that way. Uh, but because it's not about him at all. Exactly. He's just a tool. But he's, he's literally he's writing, just. A but he's cock. writing the movie. So from the female perspective too, there's also his own. It just feels. He's he's I don't still know, like as soon as he comes but, in the picture, he's kind of e- he plays he has equal screen time. As Simone no, does. he doesn't. The movie starts off with her, but it's from her there's even scenes where she's not in the scene, and it's him sitting okay, in like a hotel but room. Like just but that doesn't long mean isn't on scene doesn't mean that it's not about like he's a supporting character. I don't think yeah, this is a male fantasy. There's no movie without Simone. If anything, like, if anything, this starts is a, with her. This she's is a the, like female no. fantasy, and then she's faced with the consequences of her actions. The, okay, yeah, yeah, that's not because she could have hit up a different friend. The catalyst to this entire story, exactly. Yeah, like, she could have hit up a different friend and it would be a different story. So, it's, But it would still be similar because Simone is still empty. Yes, yeah. and it's about it's her, her emptiness and journey through it. Yes. her mm-hmm. both literal and figurative yes. need to fill a void. Literally. Yeah, yeah. that's why I said literal and figuratively. Ooh. Okay, okay. Paco, well, sit I down. can agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see what you guys are saying. Zip your, your pants back up. Paco. Yeah, I'm Paco, up why are you why are you in your nowhere? Like, oh, happen? I thought we were uh, all uh, donating sperm for this one. <laughs> I like the visual gag. I had a near death experience on my way over here. <laughs> I need to come. It's in this little gu- guillotine looking thing. But <laughs> I, honestly, though, like I kind of like this movie. Like it does allude to to like further Denis Villeneuve movies where like when you do when they when she does discover the dead body that's just been charred and there's vultures there's like it there's something really kind of spooky in the way that he photographs things or like uh, he worked i can't oh shit i didn't write down his um well the cinematographer is is andre Andre, who he works with on maelstrom as well maelstrom very differently too i like that but it's almost like i could see where like the things that i do know from him from like enemy from arrival like the way that he like creates this texture with his work it's clearly in place with the uh, you know the communication yes. with his cinematographer yeah, like totally. I, there are some things in this movie like i it, i think it's skippable like i don't know if i would revisit this no, one no. but i, I also terrible. i also am glad that i saw it though because okay. it does contextualize or like it it gives me credence to like what i know so far about yeah. Vin- no, Vin- Vin- agree establishes and, you know, like his style it's not bound though yeah, it's yeah, no, it's nothing not, will be nothing bound. Will be bound though. Nothing can be bound. I mean, there are hard. those rare filmmakers where they come out the gate that strong, but there no, are. I, there I are know, absolutely. but I think I think rare. Bound operates in a similar way, but it's much more successful as a film. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, 
Anyways, uh, do we want to save face for this movie or say yeah. fuck it? Well, I will say, uh, no did, it, it. did it surprise anyone that Canada chose this as a selection for the, uh, what was it, 78th, Academy 71st Awards. Academy Awards, but it wasn't, but was not nominated. I'm not surprised by the second part. There you go. I'm, I'm a little surprised Canada didn't have anything better to show. It's like, what did they yeah. show that year, though, for Best Foreign Film? But it's also, but it's hard to find this movie, too. Like, we had this app, uh, Fandor, that we used to screen both this one and Maelstrom. Yeah. And it's like, it's not on DVD, it doesn't look like. Like, it seems well, out of print. Denis just wants to wash his hands of it. I yeah, because it's a does. bad fucking movie. Uh, Paco, how many days are there in August? 31. Okay. It, well, like, unless you have such an event but, yeah. that lasts so yeah. long yeah. that it does bleed into September, but it feels like we're still in August. But Which that's not how months work. But I think we can all relate. <laughs> I think we can all relate to it's that. It's about the human psyche. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, we can relate to that. That's Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I think that's I think that's actually like one of the more like poignant aspects of the film is how like a traumatic event can kind of like uh, paralyze you mentally like yeah, that? Yeah, it kind of stalls your yeah. life for a bit. Yeah, I'm on April 98th. <laughs> I mean, no, Dude. but I'm serious, though. Like, <laughs> Me too. I, I actually did kind of vibe with that in, in this film. I think that's yeah. one of the more interesting April 98, setups. <laughs> and then especially, not just that it's August 32nd, but that it keeps going. I think that's what's yeah. really interesting yeah, about that. Yeah, that's I how it that tracks time. Yeah. Like, uh, exactly. But, but then yeah, again, it goes from the 35th to, the, um, to September 5th, and then it's like, Oh yeah, now we're back in the present, and then it jumps from the fifth to the ninth, which again, he's like shaking up the rules that he already established. God, I fucking hate this. Movie. Yeah, isn't that kind of funny? <laughs> well, then let's move on to yeah. Maelstrom, okay. which for me, oh wait, oh, yes. saving face. Well, I guess yeah, we can do saving face for I don't have any the, face to say. Yeah, Samoa I, I like the cab driver. I like Pascale uh, Bus- Pascal Boussier. Yeah, I thought I thought she was great. Yeah, Pascal anyway. Boussier. Yeah. I also thought Richard S. Hamilton, I think. Because here's the thing. On IMDb and taxi on, yeah, on Wikipedia, there's taxi driver and then hired cab or hired car <laughs> driver. And I'm <laughs> like... I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there which was one is that which. was like automobile <laughs> <Yes>, operator. <laughs> um so yeah, I don't know. Do you have one? Because yeah. I thought I liked Philippe. I, I thought, thought he Simone, was charming. I thought Simone, silly. the actor, did a great job. Like with how minimal with the there are. Yeah. Like it'd be interesting to read the script because there's a lot that takes place that's not said. I not, wish not in, a, not in a good or bad way. I but. wish both our main characters after being abandoned by the taxi cab driver, joined that body. Just did it. My Man, Lord. you would have sunburn balls. You Dude, know? I, I don't, I don't like the idea of sunburn balls. balls. I uh, fucking hate no? this movie. Wow. Well, then let's fucking, I mean, let's, let's, let's watch it again. <laughs> let's yeah, put it on again. Let's put it on and record it as a commentary. <laughs> it's like everything I hate about Wes Anderson and everything I hate this about. It does have its Wes. It is. Tweet. Yeah, this it's is a tweet movie. Shit. I didn't I think of it as a tweet movie. I think it's a little tweet. No, it's really definitely a little tweet. I think it's oh, uh, you guys no. are seeing Indian tweet, and I don't think yeah. it's the same. Okay, yeah, that, that's yeah. fair. But then, it's I don't it's know. like Rushmore, man. Ernest, I hate Ernest shit. It's, yeah, I it's. No, I didn't it's see Jim Farney in the She tries to molest so. a guy in a comb at the end. Like how earnest is that? Yeah, that's like that's super really earnest. Yeah, Jim Varney is just hitchhiking where he's just like, come on, Vern. You gotta pay me two hundred dollars. You want to make it back? 
Maybe this, oh, is, a, this is an earnest crossover. God damn, that would be such a better movie. <laughs> it ends up being Jim Barton. I'll come in you. The only cultural touchstones that are like consistent across the podcast are awful Seinfeld jokes and even worse earnest. <laughs> Hey, really that's not fair. There's also Simpsons. Uh, I guess. I don't watch that show. But not either. as much. <laughs> Great. Anyways, Maelstrom. Yes, Maelstrom, guys, which is uh, 2000. Came out in 2000. Um, this one is, I feel like, has. there's a lot more that actually happens in this movie. So the summary is a little bit longer. But just so the audience knows, here is kind of the gist of Maelstrom. So BBN, a depressed young businesswoman and inheritor, of her famous fashionista mother's clothing boutique, finds herself the culprit of a hit and run of a fishmonger, Einstein Carson, after a drunken night at a local club. As she grapples with whether to come forward about the hit and run, the guilt drives her to inquire about the fishmonger, Adam Morgue, where she meets Evian. I think it's also important to say that she's a compulsive liar. Yeah. Yes. Well, well, that's that's a smaller thing we'll get to. No, but but I think it's actually important for the summary. You think so? Yeah, because because I didn't even think about that. Later on, she she, she I mean, she's an unreliable. She literally lies. <laughs> yeah, she's an unreliable narrator, and it's all through her. Yeah, exactly. But she's also like she had an abortion because like, like yeah. it wouldn't really be as bad. But that's the little things that are like character driven. The summary yeah. I'm trying to just be like no, but I, I, what, but I yeah, think this lady things happen. Their, their yeah. connection comes about because she's a compulsive liar. That's when Jerry loses. It is, but yeah, that's yeah. not like a huge event thing. What do you? As in, like, this happens, this happens, this happens. That's what the movie happens. And then we talk about what the movie's about. I know, but if she, if she were a compulsive liar, she would have never met him. That's my point. Well, then we can restart and go, Bibian, a, a uh, compulsive, compulsive, depressed young businesswoman. Exactly. Compulsive liar. Thank you, sir. There you go. Inheritor of her famous fashionista mother's clothing boutique, which we don't ever, I don't remember if we get the name of her or not. But anyway, but she finds herself the culprit of hit and run. Of this older fishmonger guy, local fishmonger, who's also Norwegian-Canadian, named Anstein Carson. After a drunken night at a local club, after she had just learned that she really fucked up a big deal for her business. So she's trying to drink the pain away. So as she grapples with whether to come forward about the hit and run, the guilt drives her to then inquire about the fishmonger at a morgue, where there she meets Evian the son of the fishmonger. From there, Bibian and Evian develop a love for one another as Bibian helps Evian sort through some of his father's things and sort out the, you know, the finalized stuff after someone dies and whatnot. And she, to be clear, she's hasn't told him. No, that's yet. exactly. She has, he doesn't even know who she is. He, she, she says just, she's a neighbor. Yeah, she said she's a neighbor, which is kind of funny when she takes him back to his place. Her place. Yeah, her place later. You're it's obvious, like, this is yeah, next this to is, my dad's house. Yeah, just say but, you're an ex-neighbor. But then finally, Bibian breaks the news to Evian that she is the one who inadvertently killed his father, which causes a rift in the relationship as he grapples with this news, as well as his feelings, these newfound, this newfound love he has for Bibian. Through the advice of a stranger at a bar who we also meet previously in the movie, Evian decides to forgive and forget. Bibian helps Evian sort through... Some more of Einstein's possessions, and she accompanies everyone to Lofoten, in which is an archipelago in Norway, to then dispose properly of his father's ashes. Spoilers. Yeah. Again, spoilers for the movie. Yeah. 
We didn't say that for August, but I think by yeah, this point, this if you've better. listened to this podcast, yeah, it's spoilers. This is a step up. Like I think narratively, totally. the things that he's doing, especially with the talking fish uh, motif yeah. that recurs, like there's some really interesting. I don't. It, it almost felt like the city of lost children. Like, uh, you know, the director that made Amelie. Like it has like a lot of like weird surrealistic kind of. It see, does. Like the- one of my issues was that it has some of those, but they don't apply to the film itself it's yeah, just like this separate. weird framing narrative well, exactly um, it, it, it's to me it's like what if i was an indie director and i wanted it to be weird and i made the movie about a talking fish with a gross a guy cutting it up like i like because like denis was like oh i was eating a trout one day yes exactly and i decided to that's like why eat, but like that's what i mean so i feel like it feels there's a bit there's there's a lot of that film school shit going on here where it's like Oh, it has to be deep because there are those kind of like long shots again, like we mm-hmm. saw on August 32nd. However, everything is much more cohesive and interesting in this one. And so even though it's kind of dumb and indie, it actually works. See, yeah. I think the uh, experimental stuff like the fish and the like silent film intertitles are really interesting. And it's no, I like that uh, element of it. I it's just, him experimenting. Just, it's the same form. dumb yeah, indie exactly. shit though, I, but it just works in this. Yeah. Way. Yeah. I would agree with you because <laughs> I the whole thing though. about this movie I'm is we're all connected. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like the same shit that all of Inuratu's movies in the two thousands uh-huh. were as well. It's like, it's, yeah, it's supposed to like, it, he wants to make it a parable. Yeah, no, we're all like, connected and everything we do affects everybody else. Exactly. And it's just like all that makes it seem like is there's like five people in the world. Well, but I don't we're know. We're not it, all connected. I'm not sure that it's a parable because I think it's like it's it's a really humanist story. There is there is a moral element. Yeah. But the moral of the story is not to like like I think the you mentioned in the summary, the 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 dude on the subway and then in the bar is like the most interesting character in the film, in my opinion, because he functions as like the everyman, like where she's like, well, can I ask your opinion? And he's like, yeah, sure. Whatever. And he's, she's like, yeah, I killed someone. He's like, does anyone else know? And she says, no, he's like, I don't think it matters. Yeah. yeah. That's, it's a very, like, she's, I mean, of course, like she is completely distraught because she fucking killed somebody and hasn't come forward about it. But he is that everyman dude of just yeah. being like, but, but I know I, you're the you are the front and center of your story right now. Right. Me, bruh, like don't even tell me this. But like, but also I think in the bar too, it's the same question though. It's oh, like yeah. he, it's like, well, I'm in love with the girl that killed my father. It's the same and he's answer. like, who does, knows this? D- does anyone know? And he's no. And he's like, well, you love the girl, so who gives a shit? Like yep. yeah, like your punishment can be like dating her. Like again, it's like I. Yeah. So I don't I don't think that there's like this moral element that comes around to like an actual um something to take away from it. So, I wish there was more no, it's just magical realism. Because sure. I think I would get it more as like a fable or a parable if, if there was the, more, like, more of the no, I don't, fish shit. I don't think it's a parable though. I but think, why else would somebody meet play- a girl once and be like, oh, I'm madly in love with you? Because he's playing with form. Yes, but I'm so saying he's playing that needs with, to be more clearly fine. expressed. No, but I, because he's playing with the form of a parable, but it's actually the so like a talking fish framing a narrative would be like, Ooh, a kooky fairy tale. But actually at the end, uh, like he still dates his father's murderer. And at the end, the fish still gets beheaded. This is like the humanism can still have a negative connotation. I think you're not picking up what I'm saying though. I'm saying, I don't think that a lot of the relationships in the main film work 
if there's not an element of magical realism there as well. And because it's all grounded in reality. I think you're I no, I understand what you're saying. And I think you're I think you're confusing movie logic for magical realism. No, no. I'm saying if I'm watching a movie and you've never seen a movie where people fall in love in five seconds. Yes, but that's like a very different world than one that's set in like a dark, gritty real world where the character spinning out of control. And then why can those things not exist simultaneously, though? Because people don't fall in love in five seconds. But he's br- you just said he's playing with convention. Why can he not tell a Speak gritty yourself, humanist tale and play with the convention of a parable at the same time? Because I I think if he could execute it and make it work. But what doesn't work? So does. you want more parabolic elements. You want, yeah, want you want at the end of the story for them to be like, well, and then Jesus gave loaves to No, everyone. that's not what I want. So what, what do you the, want then? I want is throughout the story more signifiers that this is like, like in the first 45 minutes, like this is a story that is like more of a parable than like reality it's not though yeah but so the central thesis that this guy is going to fall in love with a woman after one day yes be like oh you killed my dad but that's cool yes uh that makes no fucking sense to me it's not supposed to yeah, it's supposed to be a love story like a fantastic love, love doesn't story. make sense what yeah. the fuck are you talking exactly. about Trans- i mean he still like struggles with the idea and then finally so it's like, if it's what? supposed to be a love story then why is it only the last 20 minutes of the movie because like 30 <laughs> because it's about it's about another dirtbag character and a car crash and tom waits that that get you to this yeah. point where there are revelations about life it's indie bullshit but it's actually compelling in this one. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, I think the acting is far better in this one. Much better. <laughs> and, uh, and more nuanced too. It's like there, there, there's more dimensions to their characters. It yeah. reminded me a lot of a like really bad version of the worst person in the world. I still haven't seen that. Um, <laughs> like up until she like kill someone, but just like the, like drinking and like trying to figure your shit out. Yeah. And well, sleeping Cause around. again, it's like, it, it, to me, it's like, here is, again, it's another empty, empty person who has been given a lot of things. Like, and I, I see, um, I actually took a much more kind of class centric, like analysis of this film Yeah. because like she kills a working class person. And also there is a, a poster on her wall in her of room Mao of Mao Zedong. Yeah. And it says all reactionaries are paper tigers. Yeah. And I think, so I think that there's like, this idea that uh, like, you know, she's, she's the leader of this or the manager of this boutique and she has this like super chic lifestyle, but it's empty and she refuses like to accept consequences for, for her actions. She's a compulsive liar. Like she is a terrible person and it's only at the point in her life when things are the absolute worst when she finds her own capacity for humanity. Yeah, yeah. I no, guess I that all makes sense, but the way the first forty-five minutes of her are characterized feels so like oddly structured it's to me. It's disjointed. I uh, yeah. definitely like, agree with that. I he's playing with form, he, he, right? But it's in DBS, that's see, fun that's the thing. Vibey. I don't know if he's playing with form or if he doesn't know how to tell his story yet. Oh, I think it's a bit of both, though. I think he's I think he's fucking around, and I think sometimes it doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. He's fucking around because there is yeah. there are 
moments where the disjointedness is you it seems a little bit more disjointed on accident than it is on purpose. Because like, why do we need to know anything about her brother or her mom? Well, be, well, that's be, that, be, that, further, that felt like padding to get the movie to like no it, feature the, length. The, the brother and the mom shows that she's one privileged and has high yes. class, and also that deepens her depression and gets her to the point where she drinks herself to like passing out and then driving and hitting somebody. But, but it's, it's because she fucked up an account so bad and compulsively lies about it right in front of. But her do brother. you think that's Has, why, or do you think it's because? She is like dealing with the like hormonal issues related that's to the abortion. Related to the that's abortion, what I think. That, because like her friend is like, yeah, you're gonna feel really fucked up. Let's yeah, go you're get gonna fucked f- up. Your body doesn't know that the baby isn't. Doing I think that it's that, but I also think that like the the portrayal of like or the kind of the thing about the mom and the thing about her brother, I think show they kind of like um, the Coens and Lebowski, where it's like, oh, I'm a great man. I have all these like things on the wall um she's taking credit for what is actually her family but the thing is she's not she's doing everything she can to not be her mom yeah yeah she doesn't want that tied even there's that that photo shoot where the woman is blatantly saying be like your mom no no but of course like your mother but her position is to be in this place and then she's like yeah i've worked it out with jakarta like she's trying she's like trying on the role but has no interest in actually doing it like again, it's this that like that. she's managing these boutiques, but she calls in every other day and says, yeah. "I'm not going to work." Yeah, and she, I and I get the impression, given like the behavior of other characters, that this isn't a uncommon thing. To yeah, happen. she's been doing. She's it. been. She's like, oh, I'm. I got an abortion because well, and like we saw later on, she knows how to use a condom. So like again, like what she doesn't know. Well, she I, to put it I, on I know, but, yeah, I know. I my my point fun. is, is that yeah. it was like kind of a a little cheeky moment but no the I, I what i'm saying is that like this is a woman who can't accept the consequences for her actions she's a dirtbag yeah and that part of it again reminded me of worst person in the world except uh i feel like that balanced the tone a lot better and um i'm trying to judge this movie as it is and i think there's a lot of interesting moments in it and i honestly think uh she and uh Fuck, why can't I think of uh, Evian? Evian's uh, chemistry is pretty good. Um, yeah, surprisingly. I, like, He's I, a good like, opposite of her. Yeah, they were both really magnetic and yeah. they did have a lot of potential. So I was more or less willing to get into it. But it felt like uh, there was so much front loaded shit when the meat of the story was what we did in that last 25 minutes. It is. And I wanted to see that last 25 minutes stretched into like an hour in the first hour cut down to like 20 minutes. I totally see what you mean. Although I see here's where, here's where I think it's like, how much do we appreciate the story or the artistry, like the the visual aspect? Cause I enjoyed that. Cause well, for one, in retrospect, now that I've seen the movie, I would agree. Like, I feel like the meat of the story is their love story. And that is weirdly, like, the shortest part of the story. But it is fun seeing her go through all these different, like, crazy things. Trying to push her car off the, uh, like, you know, that that edge there that goes into the lake. Like, and then it doesn't work, so she has to get in. And then the fish describing, like, this was life's giving her a second chance. And let's see if she actually survives that fall into the water while she's in the car 
And if she does, then life has given her a second chance. But if not, then yeah, then she deserved what she got. And we do the weird cut to where like we don't find out what happens to her until a little bit later because we introduce Evian as a diver. And then we it's, go back to the restaurant, which I thought yeah. it was going to be like a run Lola run thing at first until we realized that the like bad food was the consequence of her of the, killing exactly which i yeah. really appreciate i did appreciate that see too. i and think that's interesting but again if there's more than like 25 people in town that's a very small likelihood of happening and it feels like the uh magnolia complex yeah. uh which is like every Inyarito movie from the 2000s has this issue where it's like, we're all around the globe and we all think differently, but we're all fucking connected, man. And it's like, no, I don't fucking I feel know like, shit about that Afghani kid who's jacking off to his sister. I, I feel uh, like <laughs> you're watching a movie and you're like, this movie Jason has a, seen battle. This movie yeah. has a talking fish. I forgot that's a But now. it's uh it's not realistic enough for me. That's what kind of baffles me. No, it's the opposite. It's that uh I just fucking hate the we're all connected late 90s early aughts thing of like all these indie movies. And I blame Magnolia for starting. Well, it's it. coincidence. Like it's all yeah, about the yeah. idea of coincidence in I the magic surrealism serendipity of, yeah. Yeah, yeah i don't think it's so much because i didn't yeah. at least i didn't read it as like we're all connected as more of like any little thing that you do such as her best friend sending away the octopus because it was too tough has its own little consequences it's a of butterfly them being like thing. oh weird yeah. okay and then and then also how he used that to tell the story of well to explain to us why that matters and like and then kind of get into the actual loss instead of just like instead of it just being like oh she killed a guy and now we're stuck with her and like her grappling with it it's like no she killed a guy man like and let's, she, let's you, talk you're about with this. her while she and grapples like, with it of all like the people. getting the car clean yeah yeah all of the guilt that comes and she along still with smells it. the fish which is a funny seinfeld bit that they do Dude, the, the scene where she <laughs> she gets the broken fork to stick like on mm -hmm. the like scalp thing that yeah. she pulled off of her car oh, so like nice. actually like made my stomach turn yeah yeah but and also I mean, it's like we see very quickly like not only does she just hit and run then she's like well i'm gonna hide, hide the evidence like yeah well, exactly, the, exactly like that whole part of the movie was so fucking wild when she ditches the car that whole scene where she ditches it into yeah. the water which i also think is beautiful like yeah, i love the red light yeah, of yeah. the head or the taillights well and there's receding and the, into the, the cinematography the cinematography is really is good yeah so it's much incredible and, 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 and i will say you can see that he's working with a small budget but he's like really squeezing every dollar out of it or every loony or toony or whatever the fuck you want to say. <laughs> but, but it's also every kept a coin, but it's, kept it's, it's really sad too. Like the movie's really sad. Like the idea of like <laughs> yeah. him surviving being hit and him yeah, and crawling, going getting up dude, and the, going the, to the right up in the paper where it was like, uh, he got hit by a car and died in his kitchen. Yeah. yeah they found yeah. him it just in like, his kitchen sitting up. That was really that? sad. Like this felt like the first Denis, Villeneuve movie because it was so like depressing depressing it's, in the way that he would later go on with like yeah. specifically the sadness of certain consequences just, just wait Evan until you watch Incendies I know oh, just oh, wait until yeah. you watch fucking Prisoners dude. yeah, yeah Prisoners just wait until you watch like, Polytechnic <laughs> yeah we oh, have a God. lot of good you, stuff you haven't seen that one Terry that one 
I know. I just love that all of us are like, wait till you see this movie. Wait till you see Dune. We're going to be so sad for the next month. Fucking the poor Atreides. We're going to be like, Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah while we're sobbing. No, bro. The Atreides suck too. That's sort of the point. No, but I thought that was especially sad. Like the movie, you know, like, I hate to be this guy, but like Maelstrom is like the powerful whirlpool that you would see in like, like the defined like the definition of maelstrom is like the kind of powerful whirlpool that you would see in the ocean, but it also represents like a state of confusion, Internal, um, yeah. like yeah. a silent so, turmoil inside. And so like the movie does that really well. Like I think the, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but Marie, uh, Jose, yeah. see, I, my Spanish For this one, I, I, had to, I had to listen to it. It's Marie Josie. Cross is so like we're just gonna keep butchering French names. Get ready. She's incredible. Like, <laughs> I'm try uh, like no, no, you should. I don't want to get too far ahead point. of myself, yeah. but like, she really is incredible. As you go through a lot of the motions that her character goes through, and yeah. it's like the guilt of doing these things is like it's different in a way than like when we had talked about Simone mm-hmm. or other kind of antagonist protagonist kind of hybrids where it's like. She did something unspeakable that's awful, like a hit and run, uh, not being able to like actually, you know, like uh, she confess. carries it confess. so much in her face. When yeah, she's not yeah speaking. it was incredible. She reminded me of like a uh, French or French Canadian Naomi Watts. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, totally. Yeah. Uh, or Natalie Bruglia. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I was sure. like, <laughs> I was torn. <laughs> I was like, I know her from something. And I'd seen her in a few other things. Like, she's got a memorable, like, two she scene part in Munich. Definitely has, like, a name. Um, thing going on. Yeah. And uh, if you've seen, I think it's called Don't Look Now. It's a French thriller okay. from oh, yeah. a while ago. Uh, She's Donald Sutherland and uh, no, that's that's from the 70s. Don't look now. No, You're, don't look now is that movie. You're thinking of a different one. Oh. Yeah, uh, I don't remember the name of it, but it's there wasn't a, like a small red uh, hooded uh, figure. No, there weren't witches. Scene. No, <laughs> yeah. don't look now is, um, is Sutherland Kaufman? and Julie Christie. It's different. Yeah, yeah. That, um, but what oh, I'm talking shit. about is from like 2011 and it's about like a uh, I forget what his job is, but a French guy. And his wife. His job is being a French guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his wife uh, died several years ago. But then he was like, oh, wait, I think my wife's alive. And I think she might be trying to frame me for her murder. Wow. Or something. I don't remember. I haven't seen it since it came out in like Sounds 2010. French. But it's really cool. There's uh, it's like a French thriller. And it was the era where they were incorporating like French action. Yeah. And there's a scene that I love where it's kind of like a riff on the old boy scene of the hallway. But it's just like this schlubby out of shape, like middle aged hero running to like chase after somebody. And then it just ends with him puking everywhere. Uh, it's so good because that's what I would do if I had to like chase after somebody. I would just not get them and throw up. Yeah. But anyways, she's great in everything um yeah she like holds the movie together because i feel like it's 10 different ideas denny had and he shoved them all into one movie and they don't fit together really well but she's so magnetic that it makes it work she has to carry all that she does do a pretty good job because like there's also there's a thing you could say that there's a thing about abortion in this film but it's only like 
it's very small and it's not really anything. Well, she used it, she used it as a pretext to like get her friend to keep helping her with stuff. Well, no, it's not just that there's definitely a, uh, framing device of a woman get like aborting a child and a son dealing with ashes that are burned oh, similar no, no. to the fetus. Of, of course. Okay, like, sure, yeah. I, he's trying to say something there about like how they're both birth and uh, death. They're both not invested in family or something. I don't know exactly no, what he's trying to say. Again, it's like one of those broad indie metaphors. I, I, I hate to keep saying this, but like it just screams that era. Like, yeah, he's I don't think he knows what he's trying well, to that's, say. It, it reminds me like I don't again, I don't want to be too crass, but it's kind of like one of those things where it's like this movie's deep, bro. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. and I and I feel that, that was like, the thought. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like I like a lot of what's happening here. And I think that. Um, like she's, she's a dirtbag in the same way Simone is, but like you said, she's so much more compelling and interesting as a character that she doesn't read as just annoying. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But, but there's no real like yeah, redemption for her. Like her punishment is almost that she loves him. I thought no. her redemption was when he dumped, dumped his father's ashes. ashes on her while she yeah. was sleeping. No, the dude, idea. Which is, no, but like, that's, not, that's not like that's no, but, not a redemption. No, the, the idea think, that she vacuumed him up and, and actually made him a memory for mm-hmm. his son to actually take care of that was like strangely a weird, not like. But again, like she's I a good vacuuming guy, up his ashes no. doesn't excuse. His oh, of murder. course not. I, I just I yeah like I, there's but, this. But I think she does it out of love, though. Like at that I point, think, she's in love with him as well. I think her punishment is that she has to live with it forever, and yeah. she's yeah. clearly no, 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 so but, and now she's gonna not be only that, who's going to remind her. Yeah, exactly. Yes. No, her punishment her is life. not just that she has to live with it. If she has to live with him. him. And yeah, I mean, yeah. even said like, no, oh, I'd kill the person who would fucking do that. No, but that's, that. that's yeah. what yeah. I'm saying. His, the toast. Her punishment is loving him. She loves him. That's that's obvious. Yeah. Like, that's that's sort of the uh, parable part about no, it, No, exactly. Oh, yeah. Like, love, it, like, it, it hurts you as much as it, like, helps you in a way. Like, yeah. it's... it's the cautionaries. Her, it, it helps again, her brother. to find meaning in her life, but Love also her. finding meaning in her life <laughs> means accepting that she is a fucking objectively awful person. Yeah. Stop it right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot of pain. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dorks. No more singing. <laughs> All right. We'll save uh, that for. I love that you guys know that song. <laughs> it was on the Dazed and Confused soundtrack. I, and? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you say that like that's important. Yeah, you guys yeah it's only because of that. Soundtrack? It's not because no, of the not It's actually. not because of the CD I have in my car, you guys. It's not, only seen of the, it one uh, time. it's not because of those commercials of like, rock in the 80s now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 and then yeah. the little thing scrolls across that's, the screen. Yeah, and you know right. what song it is? Because they put it in the, yellow. The, the these were the best hits of the 80s. Yeah, dude. That... Days and Confused soundtrack had some real bangers, and then it also had Fog Hat. Yeah, uh, Fog Hat is dope. Okay, that's some good shit. That's not the only one. That's yeah, (laughs) yeah. Although, uh, yeah, you're glad Michael's not here. Yeah, Yeah. Michael would (laughs) have. He would have. Dude, I keep getting (laughs) emails. That's half the record. Being like, Fog Hat is a kid. I got all those emails too, man. Dude, I'm tempted to try to book Fog Hat, but they're probably more than I want to. I was gonna say, you can't. Yeah, you can't afford Fog Hat, dude. Are you doing the booking now? No. Oh, so oh, have that. you ever listened to Cloud Beanie? <laughs> 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 
any final thoughts before saving face about I, I do this think movie? I this, liked like, the fish allegory and I liked how he had a story uh, and it was just cut short. Yeah, I see. Like, he's like, Here's it was, was kind of scary, though. Like yeah. the well, butcher, the fishmonger guy was like, not a like a. Like, I know you are like a Terry it, Gilliam, like no, he or, was like a John. Right, Terry Gilliam, yeah. Whatever that fucking guy's name is, yeah, from City of Lost Children, and Delicatessen, and, oh, and yeah. shit. He was like that. Yeah, it just I, I had also, a. I feel like uh, actually that's very funny because a a a, um, a critic did mention that in one of their reviews was that the movie is obviously has sort of a city of lost children mm. um, oh, really? or no a, a delicatessen vibe like denny was obviously inspired by delicatessen well and i also did really like uh like each time the story is like punctuated by like the fish being beheaded and so like there's that one part where he cuts the fish's head off and then he like pulls him back out and sets him on the thing and he's like oh thanks yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah he assumes every fish where it's just like okay hey, i finished my story now and then it yeah, gets smaller like, and smaller it's, it's really yeah. grotesque but in a way that like kind of works though i was trying to eat breakfast while i started watching it and i was like it's not working out for me very well i do right after that i tried to eat dinner watching the scene last night which was tough Ooh, that's right Ooh, yeah. yeah i uh i do i do like i think it's a, a cute indie dorky way to end it where the fish is like and now let me tell you the meaning a lot of life it is and then yeah, he chops yeah. his head off and then oh, instead that. it says finn, finn. yeah ha, 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 ha. Well, well, i assume you that mentioned, was french it is but like it's funny it's that it's a, a fish. Pun. but yeah. but evan yeah. you had mentioned too that like uh, something that was lost on me when i first watched this was there's like a norwegian paragraph that starts oh, the movie yeah. where, which, which is like they don't, uh, they don't they subtitle don't so it's like you had looked up the actual yeah, so like at the beginning of the film, before we meet the fish, there's like this like disclaimer, um, which I didn't quite get because the movie is still set in French Canada. There's not it's not like a I don't even know if this is a Norwegian like fable or something like that. Like it's an old Norwegian story that he's adapting. I mean, but, there's references to Norway the whole way through, like her friend. Yeah, I mean, so Emmy's from Norway and they yeah, go to Norway to drop his ashes. And stuff. But like, like the friend Norwegian who's helping her with Canadians. the abortion is also Norwegian. Oh, oh, that's right. Because her, 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 her name is Morkinson. Yeah, and she's the one that teaches her the song and all that stuff. That's, oh, wait, no. Um, yeah, Claire Gunderson. That's true. That's very, oh, you're right. Yeah, so, her, her grandma was the, um, I also did like that bit where like, they don't translate. They don't, you yeah. know, subtitle the song she sings, and it sounds really beautiful. And the woman's like, "Yeah, it was like my grandma well, taught but, me this." But and the, then the fish at one point, out, the fish is like, "Yeah, that's that right. Song's that's full not of a beautiful song. or whatever." Yeah. And we don't get to know what that like. That seemed meaningless at the time. And then yeah. Evian explains to her. She's like, "Do you know this song?" And she starts singing. He's like, "Oh yeah, blah blah blah." And he's like, "Yeah, it's about like." Uh, piss in the skulls of your enemies or something like like, like yeah. it's some old Viking song. Yeah, it's, it's a yeah. Sick Viking song. But the disclaimer at the top of the film is translated to: "We apologize to all our Norwegian friends." The film shows a picture of Norway based on cliches. We wrote the movie script under hypnosis. We regret that everything in the movie is a fabrication. Which does does that seem? That necessary? seems tongue in cheek. Yeah. I, I mean, the bit that they're like, we wrote this script while under, under hypnosis. hypnosis. Yeah. It's obviously like silly, but it's like, is it necessary? Like, what does that even. Maybe it's some to be French mean? humor. It's like they love Jerry Lewis up there. Maybe they also didn't. Because I found on Fandor, it's like you can't get subtitles. Like you can't get even closed captions on Fandor. And it could be that these are literally like just the subtitle settings within like the DVD or something I like that. I don't so, think it's that. Because okay. it's 
Because like the it doesn't even look point, like closed cap. It's like regular subtitles, and maybe there's because there's also a reason I feel and, like in this movie when people do speak Norwegian, they also don't subtitle it. But the inter, yes. the inner title that has those words on it is yeah. written in French. No, no, no. The first one it is, is, the in first actually is in Norwegian. Oh, and then, then all they, the others are the only in way French. I could translate it because they flash to them because I recognize like a French word and yes, but all the French ones they have. Uh, captioning for it. No, 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 I understand it. that, but I, I but the first intertitle is only in Norwegian yeah, with only in Norwegian. no subtitle. There are a couple words in there that I was like, that looks French, mm-hmm. and I started to translate it in French, and then it came out as nonsense, and then it suggested, do you mean Norwegian? I was like, oh, oh I clicked to translate Norwegian. Europeans and all their stupid languages. Yeah, and the umlauts over things, like who knows? But uh, yeah, saving face, Terry. Saving face. Uh, uh, would you like to finish that second? No, no, I was pulling up the name. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Look at that. Because French. Um, <laughs> uh, my saving face is uh, Mark Gellinus, oh. who, who is our boy, the stranger. Yeah. Also kind of hot. Uh, my hand it, asleep? But... Huh? God damn it. Nobody got that. No, Mark stranger. Gillinus is my you know, name. My oh, the stranger. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. God. Oh, Terry, can you show us? Jesus Christ. Usually when you tell jokes, they're funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I, that was just too, it was teed up. Oh, no, no. He just chopped his head off like a fish. <laughs> but no, no. Uh, uh, there you go, there you go. No, but, uh, but our boy, our boy in the subway and in the bar, I think, like I think great. the performances in the movie are are good. We've already kind of yeah. already talked about some of them, but I yeah. think that the stranger is a really important part of the narrative. And I just like the idea of a guy because like it feels so accurate. You're just like someone on the street. You're like, hey, do this fucked up shit, and he's like, who fucking cares? Yeah. Like I I appreciate <laughs> you see kind of like the kind of like existential indifference of the world at large. Yeah. That like. If you are not directly implicated, then like it doesn't really matter, and that's not obviously the point of the film, but I think it's an interesting aspect in in this like film mm-hmm. to kind of like chew on, so to speak. And that actor, just somehow, <laughs> he looks like he, he perfectly matches. Right. Yeah, he that does not give person. a fuck. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, and the same thing at the bar. He just looks like that guy. He's like, thanks be like, for the drink. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> thanks for the drink. Uh, I don't fucking care. You just, just so do I could, it. I couldn't help wondering if that drink, was that actually maybe the drink that w- that he had bought for his father? Yeah, and the yeah. stranger yeah. drank it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. So it's like, <laughs> that would be fucking That's awesome. how I interpreted that's it. That's how I interpreted oh. it too. So it's like, this guy's kind of a douchebag. It's kind of like a, so it's like a saving face for both the character and the action. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that, that was one memorable one. But yeah, so that, I, I think, and also just because like the other two are, there's like, there's only like, five people that have any screen time in this movie and that guy is a very exactly. minor role but i want to shout him out that's why I exactly him. i like that because um, he saw it so uh i think we all kind of know who would be the uh the who is the same right. well okay what we'll get think? to it what do you think evan but i just wanted to do another shout out like skip mine do another shout out to uh pierre lebeau who played the voice of the fish? Oh, that, oh yeah, just that the, sounded totally. like a good fish. Just oh, that yeah. old, He's good you know, deep throated, so like crusty, like, raspy, dude. crusty. That, and he was like an old, like, well, you as know, like French the narrator actor, of the story actor, in so. that context, it was super creepy and interesting. Yeah, just the lighting mm. and everything in in those scenes of the fish are. It, <laughs> it's time for my break. It's, it's very delicatessen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gross. It was so good. Whoever that director is, I forget his name. 
Uh, it's Did we should, we should look into this, Mark Because that guy is really good. In. I like his hey, shit. Hey, I know who it is, and then cut in. Hang on, exactly hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> like, but say it's Jason specifically. <laughs> Jean Jean. Jean Pierre Jeunet. Oh, because yeah, he did. Because he is like, fucking awesome. I always I mean, confuse him and Jean Marc yeah, Vallely. Like he's, he's uh, phenomenal, but yeah, because they both start with Jean. Yeah. yeah. Jean Valjean. Mine is Marie. Josie Croze. Yeah, I mean, I genuinely. You know, we just talked about August 32nd on Earth, but I feel like she goes above and beyond kind of like some of the themes of that movie where the the idea of like guilt of what you really want, like being vulnerable, but also like she's kind of a badass, too. And she's like, I'm sympathetic towards her so much where like it's it's hard for me to explain, like she did something unspeakable, which is like the idea of killing someone and maybe you were drunk and you don't remember all of it, but like, you know enough to get your car washed or get your friend's car washed and all that other shit. Like that's really bullshit. She's culpable, but she has, she's mine too. So sorry. I'm just, no, she has such like an incredible interiority to her performance. Yeah, Yeah, I do. Uh, And it's so rare to see, and it's so challenging to pull off. And honestly, I think if, she wasn't American. She would have been a huge star because yeah. she's oh, yeah. one of, I can't remember the last Americans time. Americans are better than French Canadians. Well, no, I'm just saying because <laughs> that's Hollywood. how the fucking producers treat it. Yeah. But uh, I just was like so compelled. Like I compared it to Naomi Watts. There's yeah. just like something so dynamic that I was like, I am really curious what else she's been in because I think she's, really fascinating and making really interesting choices yeah she's super compelling because like i actually for like the first half of this movie didn't really like it but i was sucked in yeah by her maelstrom baby yeah yeah exactly i got i I got caught in the whirlpool got caught in the eddy baby i don't like the movie but i was caught (laughs) really it should be called the female strum because we were all caught in her (laughs) (laughs) No, but I thought I thought it was also like devastating them because it's like she has some of the most complicated acting in this movie where it's it's like, how do you go back and forth between like like these people don't know that I actually killed this guy, especially like the stuff with like his son in the later half. It's like it's some complicated stuff. And I feel like her performance is really like. There's so many layers to it. I really appreciate it, like genuinely and especially like. I do feel like uh, contextually against August 32nd, it feels like this movie is such a like, this is the first Denis yeah. Villeneuve yeah, this is movie where it's like, this is what it feels like he learned from maybe that smaller budget, kind of some of the stuff of being like a 30, 31 age, you know, filmmaker to like something that has some kind of stuff for us to chew on. Like after the movie, I have thought about this a lot. Like there's just things that yeah. like kind of echo in my head where I'm like, like that scene was really effective or it, yeah, it stuck with me a bit that I feel like this is, this is interesting. I think that's a great point. Uh, one of the things, uh, we've all talked about is how vapid the character, uh, in August 32nd is. And I feel like she, uh, the female strum, um, is never, (laughs) uh, copyright, (laughs) um, is never vapid. Like the reason she's so compelling is there's, all these levels, like we start with her getting that abortion, like 
she's dealing with the self-loathing from the minute we meet her. Yeah. And I think there's a lot more in the script. She sucks in the same way, but she's more self-aware. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think part of it is the script gives her yeah. more of the backstory, gives her more to build out and yeah. build off we of. We know her more. Yeah. By the time the car wreck happens, we have a very clear idea of who she is. Yeah. Yeah. That is a very good point because the car... It's nice. He's to also see. in the other movie as a car, but, but it starts yeah. out with the car wreck. He's been yeah, yeah. He exactly. loves those cars. He loves well, cars. Apparently, man. he w- he had gone through this Sicario. period where he was obsessed with uh, <laughs> car accidents. Him and Cronenberg. Am I yeah, right? I was gonna say, did he watch <laughs> Crash? Crash? But, um, he might have. Okay, so I've the movie, on some tailgates. the French movie I was talking about was called Tell No One. Um, and Ooh. also she was in another movie I heard. Was it the Harlan Coben, uh, adaptation, like the novelist? No, it's a with French the, movie. Yeah. With, with, uh, what's her face? Uh, no, it's French. Don't look at me. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like a bunch of French people. That's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, I love them. <laughs> she was also in another movie. I remember hearing reasonably good things about a few years ago uh the letterbox reviews aren't great but it's called milf uh and it's about three 40 year old women who go back to like some beach town and just are cougars to the young men and it sounds like like evan's google history (laughs) (laughs) actually you're not wrong (laughs) but i like me the older women (laughs) <laughs> older women are specifically 50 you, you, you click on all those ads older women want to meet you now yes yeah. like, yeah. they do yes please, please. <laughs> my yeah. name is jason yeah. dude you should just start going to pta meetings yeah. oh stop it <laughs> sure, dude i could probably be i you could clean i could wreck some your, your kid sucks at math <laughs> yeah i used to suck at math oh i don't have any children i'm just here to support the cause yeah. Yeah. speaking uh, of sucking at math though i, I do want to say <laughs> this movie guess how well it did at the box office i saw it had like made a really its budget small back budget, so it 12 dollars no it was uh i think it had like three and a half million as the budget that's what i it, saw because it wasn't very widely released at all, it was like some, like eleven theaters or something like that in France wow. and like in Canada, it made back two hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. Didn't shit. August didn't 32nd, make back. It just made that. Didn't August thirty second make more money than that? I have no idea. Actually, I couldn't find any um, okay. box office stuff. Well, then it. I wonder. I thought like, I saw that. I think it was all spectacle. But if you did, I would. But love like that. the next, just we will in the, Cindy's or is Polytechnic? Polytechnic. Right? So it's like yeah. I, I'm interested to see like if this was a box office failure or it just wasn't a big thing, how he got the budget for that, and if that was because it was nine board. years later. Because <laughs> I haven't seen <laughs> I that know. one, so it's like I'd wonder like yes, yeah. specifically yeah. If it's nine years later, I'm interested to and see. And it's like the least commercial idea for a movie ever. Yeah, and also I think. That movie, I don't know the budget of it, but I imagine having watched it, that it's a smaller one because it doesn't have to take place in many different locations. You have a lot of actors, it's true. Um, but it is, it seems like a low-budget film and by the for, way it's shot and by the, um, just, you know, the locations. For um, our so. audience, uh, is it streaming anywhere easily? Tubi! So if anyone wants to watch it before, they, before the episode comes out, at least... Last time I checked, it's still on Tubi. Or their local right. library. There's Hoopla. Exactly. And exactly. Canopy. Canopy. Yeah, Canopy could be on DVD at your local library, streaming through Canopy. 
this we which we should also say August 32nd on Earth and Maelstrom were both on Fandor, which was like an app through it's an obscure Amazon. App. It was kind well, of like it's, a it's random its own app. It's kind of, it's like an indie app. I'd heard of it before. It's like movie, but for worse movies. Yeah, because I was looking through the selection. I was like, none of these like I've never heard of any of them. But um, but yeah, I think they were like more obscure, but it might be kind of like that where it's like movie, it's, but like curated and like supposed to be like movies you don't usually get to watch. But they look like lower budget, like the cheap ones you could find if you're a brand new app. Exactly. Not and much money. I think it's like a lot of the same filmmakers that like movie or Criterion would get. But it's their earlier films that are okay, yeah. a lot cheaper to license. That makes sense. That kind of thing. Okay. Well, so, yeah, everybody. Thanks for watching. Okay, guys. did I liked it. We'll just say. I like both of for, these. For both these movies, was it worth it? To, no. Like to help yes understand well we'll ask this question at the end of the series too but like do you think it was worth it watching these first two because we kind of had to because there's features but also there's also skip to polytechnique us, or no yeah i'm, us, I'm a weirdo and i like doing all the completionist shit but I, it, like if you're as a casual viewer skip yeah you can skip these two i don't as think a casual viewer like knowing and really enjoying his more recent filmography I don't think there's much of what makes those movies dynamic in this. I think Maelstrom. I think Maelstrom. I would recommend Honestly, Maelstrom. I like Maelstrom more than Enemy. And I've seen yeah. Enemy like very recently. Mm. I watched it was the second my second viewing. So I've only seen it twice. But still, it was like, I feel like Maelstrom was more interesting and had a little bit more to say than Enemy th- thinks it does. Because uh, I haven't seen Enemy in about 10 years, but I remember not liking it when it came out yeah it's also it's funny it's honestly his worst review like if you look at like you know percentages and crap worse than august 32nd well that's different (laughs) that is his technically worst but it's really funny because even on like uh wikipedia you look at his filmography and they'll do like the section where it's like movie but with the actual like you know critic metacritic rating all Mm -hmm. that they don't even include august it goes maelstrom on Hmm. interesting yeah so because maybe even though August was at both cans and anyway, yeah, I don't know. God, can has I mean, some stinkers. Ma- Maelstrom was at a Sundance and got positive reviews. But Sundance I'm, has some stinkers. Of course, I, they I'm do. stoked that we went <laughs> back. Indie shit. We went back and started here though because I feel I like there's a lot like of it. super big budget movies from this point on, and really from like Enemy and kind of Prisoners, but. I'm so stoked. Like he's one of my favorite filmmakers. I'm stoked to kind of dive into him and especially to start here where we can really dive into the most like kind of smaller budget, kind of his humble beginnings. I'm super stoked to see how that kind of is the foundation for his later work that I do enjoy quite a bit. I exactly. I like the inception stuff. I was excited to not have to watch Polytechnique as someone who has seen it. How fucking depressing is it on a scale of one to 10? Uh, ten. It's a comedy, right? Yeah, that's what I've been dreading. Yeah, luckily enough, it is only eighty-eight minutes. It's like it's shorter than August and it's an hour and twenty-eight. It's, it's a ten on the depressing scale, but it's only eighty-eight. It's minutes. not two hours at least. It's not like. I, I thought, are we still going? Yeah, yeah. we're still going. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Welcome to it. Well, I mean, we're almost done. We're just Welcome saying that, like, yeah, tours. like, is this, Terry has just joined us again for the first yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> Terry decided to take a break. 
I took a pee because I thought we were close to wrapping up, and I was like, "Well, this we're not talking about the movie, so it's probably safe to leave." And then you were like, "Well, to wrap up now." (laughs) So, Evan, this might interest you. Uh, That MILF movie is available on Netflix. I'm not gonna watch it. Let's take our shirts off and just watch it. Maybe it's entertaining. Yeah. Maybe this is a good story if it's funny. Yeah, it's a comedy about some ladies getting their groove back. You said they're French. It's French. Yeah, oh. and I don't know. I would hope so. Maybe. Milf. Well, thanks for joining us for this next chapter. Does yeah. Milf translate in French? No. I think you have to <laughs> spell it out as an acronym. <laughs> it's. A... <laughs> It'd be a different acronym. Yeah. Yes, it would be a different acronym. Um, but anyway, yeah, thanks everybody for joining us for the first two movies. This is one episode. Just get out of the way in the next mm-hmm. next we're going to be talking about polytechnique polytechnique for real this time film that's a rom-com right on yes it's on a, the, how, it's many, how many more times are we going to make that joke before we get to the wrap <laughs> yeah god yeah. damn dude i am and it'll be fun <laughs> i'm yeah. dreading it i'm dreading it so Sicario, much this is a comedy it's like a romantic comedy right <laughs> anyway goodbye everyone bye you've been listening to the vulgar auteurs podcast with paco terry evan and me jason Vulgar Auteurs is produced, engineered, and mixed by Evan. Art design is by Matthew Roland Ferris, who you can find on Instagram at PestoPasta44. All Vulgar music is by Evan, and the best way to support the show is to tell your friends and follow us on Twitter at AuteursVulgar and Instagram at VulgarAuteursPodcast. Feel free to email us at VulgarAuteurs at gmail.com, and please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. East side. He's like this. No, he's like this, though. <laughs> All right. Now that Evans repped the East.